Citizens of the world, this is Ethan from Real Life English, where we believe that listening to podcasts is a fun, natural, convenient, and purposeful way to learn English. So download this podcast and listen to it while you're stuck in traffic, in line at the supermarket, or even washing your car. <laughs> I'm joined here in the Cross Atlantic studio with the lovely Andrea. Hello. How's it going, Andrea? I'm great, thank you. And also by the man who can kill two stones with one bird, Justin Murray. <laughs> kill two stones with one bird. Andrea, you want to explain that? <laughs> I haven't heard it the opposite way around before. Um, so the expression is kill two birds with one stone. So it's like when you set out to do something, um, you can get two things done um, with just one action. I think there's a pretty similar expression in most languages, but it changes around a lot. I actually saw not too uh, long ago a map that had like by different countries the literal translation to English of that expression, since it's like one that's so common. So it's quite funny seeing how like different people interpret this. In Portuguese, it's you can kill two rabbits with the same stick. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's one good example. So today we're not talking about rabbits or birds. We're talking all about the golden circle. And do you want to explain what is that, Justin? Is that like a really beautiful circle made out of gold? <laughs> well, the golden circle is an idea that we've mentioned. We've actually done a podcast in the past on, on this idea that it's a TED talk by Simon Sinek that talks about different aspects of learning or of it's actually about marketing. But he talks about your why, your how, and your what. So think about like a circle with three concentric circles inside of it. And in the middle is your why. The second layer out is your how. And then the, the furthest layer out is your what. And in marketing, he talks about how the best companies and the best leaders all communicate from the inside out. They communicate with the emotion first and then they communicate with logic and the plan exactly so for example one of the ones that he uses a lot is apple computers was very different because instead of them trying to advertise you know we sell these really great computers do you want to buy one they started from wine they said everything we do we think differently and we just happen to make computers so do you want to buy one and the fact that apple has always been kind of more of a movement and more trying to get to a certain audience's heart and not trying to just sell their products to everyone. That's something that has made them very successful in that world of technology and, and has made them able to also do things that other computer companies aren't able to do, like sell phones and sell MP3 players. They're able to sell a bunch of things that you wouldn't normally think a computer company would sell. Yeah, and that's what he talks about a lot as well, is he says, people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. And that's something that Apple did really well with marketing their product. Exactly. So it's something that's really important in marketing, according to this TED Talk. It's called uh, Start With Why, How Great Leaders Inspire Action. But we'll link it in the show notes. And it's something that we really try to promote in real life English. So our big why is to create a world beyond borders, to co-create a world beyond borders, and to help you go beyond the classroom to learn, live, and speak English in the real world. So we really recommend that you, as an English learner, connect to your why and you use that as a motor as the emotion of your entire process 
All right, but Justin's starting to put the cart before the horse. We're going to talk a lot more about this. The cart before the horse. Mrs. V, Andrea. <laughs> <laughs> so it's when you, when you put something that should come second, you put it ahead. So you're not doing things in the correct order. So the horse always goes before the cart. That way the, the horse can drag it along. It doesn't work the other way. <laughs> so I was a little bit early in my explanation, right? Exactly. That's what I was getting at. So Justin was putting the cart before the horse. He was getting ahead of himself. So before we start talking about how you can apply this to, a, to be a rocket ship for your English learning, we are going to roll into today's shout out. So Justin, who are we shouting out today? Okay, so today we have a five-star Apple review from Giuseppe. So Giuseppe says, super duper, Great job, guys. You're simply spectacular in your way to talk about different topics and always giving us modern, fun, and plus super useful new vocabulary. This is definitely a unique and just iconic podcast. Giuseppe. Oh, yeah. That is a heck of a testimonial, Giuseppe. Really appreciate you taking the time to go over to Apple Podcasts and let people know what you thought about us. And I'm so glad to hear that this podcast has been helpful for you and your journey to fluency. If this is Giuseppe, the same Giuseppe that we interviewed for the product we're building, then I just want to say hi to you. We interviewed a Giuseppe who's a doctor from Italy, and he really helped us out with the interview for our product. Awesome. So if you want us to shout you out too, all you have to do is head over to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you're listening to us and leave us a five-star review. And this is also really fantastic because it helps other learners all over the world take their English to the next level with us. All right, so continuing on, let's get into today's quote. So, Andrea, do you want to do the honors? Of course. So our quote, of course, today comes from Simon Sinek, and it's dream big, start small, but most of all, start. I think it's a great quote. I think it's one that you can apply to so many aspects of your life, especially if you're learning a language. Um, you know, if you if you really dream about something that you want to you want to get started with, you have to start. You have to start somewhere, no matter how big or small the steps are. But that's the most important thing. Exactly. We use this collocation a lot, right? Dream big. Do you use that a lot in the UK as well? Yeah, we do. So it's like when you want to kind of tell someone to really to not be afraid to go after a big goal or something like that, you'd say, you know, dream big. We'd say, maybe the world is your oyster. Yes, you would. What does that mean? The world is your oyster means that kind of like you can make anything possible. You know, the world is yours to make whatever you want to dream. So that's, uh, I think we have a lot of expressions that have to do with this, which we could do a whole nother podcast, but that would be putting the cart before the horse. So we're not going to do that. We're going to get into today's main topic where we're going to learn all about how you can apply the golden circle to your own English learning and why it is so important to start with why. Oh uh, yeah, nicely put Ethan. And so just starting off with the golden circle, just to define it, we talked about the three layers of the circle, the why, the how, and the what. So Andrew, do you want to talk a little bit about what each layer of the circle is? Yeah, sure. So. The why, starting with, starting with the why is important because it's finding your purpose. 
you know it's why do you want to learn a language for example why do you want to do this what's at the core of it um and then thinking about how is how are you going to how are you going to do what you need to do like to to succeed at your purpose what's the process involved in in achieving your purpose and then what is what happens from that basically so um what do you want to achieve what what what's your ultimate goal um and that's kind of the outer the outer circle really um so today we're talking about why you need to start from the center and work your way out exactly so most people as we kind of like mentioned with uh, most companies but most people as well tend to kind of start from the outside and work their way in they first think of like about what and we'll talk more about this but i think a lot of english learners maybe don't have the best what they're kind of like thinking like i want to be fluent in english i want to speak like a native and maybe that's not necessarily so pragmatic or so realistic and really the most successful english learners they're able to connect to that deeper purpose which is what kind of like pushes them and drives them through the difficult times so that ultimately they can be successful in achieving their goal so kind of we'll talk about the why the how and the what and how you kind of define each of these in order to be successful. Yeah, one of the things that this reminds me of in the quote, he talks about dream big, start small, but most of all start. A lot of English learners and learners of anything, of doers of anything, really, they look at the end result and they think like, oh, I need to wait someday. Someday I'm going to be able to speak. Someday I'm going to be able to like live my English. Someday. But ultimately, wherever you're at in the process, whether you're a beginner, intermediate, advanced, you have to start where you're at. So in some sense, having a strong why, having motivation, is a really great way to propel you forward in that process. And kind of as he talks about in the TED Talk, something that we really liked is he actually connects this to to science. So it's not just like a theory that he has, it's actually tied to biology. So do you want to explain more about that, Andrea? Yeah, so he says it's actually biology because if you look at the brain, um, like from, from the top, you can see these uh, kind of three three circular um, areas, and the outer the outer layer of the brain is you know what we can process through language, what we understand through language. But once you get to that center, it doesn't understand a language. It's really what that gut feeling is. Um, it's the the core of it, um, and it's something that cannot be cannot be understood um in the usual way like that out at the outer layer of the brain um so that core really relates very well to your why and your purpose you know it's it's a feeling um it's a gut feeling it's emotion and that's a really good place to start with uh why you get into something new it's kind of like when you meet somebody who's really excited about something and they're contagious it's like you talk to them, you don't know why, but you just feel it. Maybe they're not saying the right words, but they're excited about it. And that makes you excited about it, too. So it, mm-hmm. it kind of activates in you that same emotion. So I think in, in English learning, it's kind of the same thing. It's just, just like discover your purpose, your motivation. And that's really going to be this engine that you can return to and, and use for motivation as you go through the process. But Ethan, what's a really good way to discover your what to really clarify that? So kind of we were talking about this before we started recording that both Justin and I really like to use this uh, in our English teaching 
when when we were teaching with our students one of the first classes we would always kind of do this start with why exercise so for most learners it's kind of like hard as as andrea explained we don't really have like language always to describe that part in that part of our brain that kind of like emotional part of our brain why we're doing something it's something we just kind of feel but you can you know do different exercises to try to get a clear understanding and to be able to communicate it in a better way and an exercise that i like to always do with my students was called the five whys exercise so basically when you first start out you're going to say a why that's it's not really getting to the seed of the truth it's not really getting to that deeper purpose and you kind of like start with that and then you keep asking yourself why until you get to that deeper purpose so you do this at least five times maybe maybe even more but uh, a lot of people you might ask them that why are you learning english and they might say uh, because i need to get a better job because i want to get a promotion because i want to be able to travel and maybe that's kind of something that's that's more tangible it's, it's kind of easier to think of but it's not actually like going to be that thing really deep down that's going to push you. And so if you keep asking yourself why, maybe you want to get a better job because you want to be able to provide a better life for your family, because you want uh, to create a better world for your children to live in. And you can get to something maybe that when you think about it, it's actually going to really be, uh, really light a fire inside of you to not give up when the when the times get really difficult, when it's six in the morning and you have to study your your grammar rules or whatever, it's going to push you through that. And ultimately, when you do that exercise, generally, you're going to discover deeper and deeper that the deepest reason that you could be learning English, oftentimes, usually, is to discover the best version of yourself, to really discover the higher global version of yourself, where you are a global citizen, where you can communicate with people from around the world, where you can access a new level of information, of culture, of relationships. It's going to help you not only in your job, not only in your relationships, but it's going to help you ultimately access a higher level of identity in this world, which is to be a global citizen. Exactly. I couldn't say it much better myself. So why do you think that this is kind of so important, Justin? Well, I would say, firstly, as I mentioned before, it's sort of the Moser, the engine of your process. So when you clarify that fuzzy emotion that, that really drives your behavior, when you clarify that, when you return to that, when you cultivate that, you're almost priming your emotions to feel motivated so that you take the actions that you need to go forward. And ultimately, that, that motion is going to create that emotion over and over. It's, a, it's, a, it's like a snowball. It has that snowball effect. Um, another really important thing is like talking about your why is really important. Andrea, why, why do you think talking about your why is helpful? I think when you talk about your why, um, it's great because you can find like-minded people. Um, it can connect you with people that believe the same as you. Um, and that way, you know, it's, it's extra motivation when you find people um, that connect with you on that level. It's really great motivation because it kind of creates a sense of community, like you're not alone and you're, you're striving for the same thing as others as well. And it can really have that benefit of motivating you. Yeah, absolutely. So really activating your emotions, your purpose, and then connecting you with other people. And those other people ultimately will reflect more and more what you want to do. So ultimately, when you have friends that are already doing what you want to be doing with people that that are doing the behavior that you want to do, that really helps you be more consistent 
and have more accountability and be more successful in your process. Wouldn't it be great if there were some way to understand real English without getting lost and without getting bored? Well, now there is. With our real life native immersion course, we will take you on a 41 week real life adventure of the English language. Each week exploring a different topic connected to our goal to help you understand and use real native English and make it a permanent part of your life in a way that is fun, natural, and convenient. The best part is you can try it for free with our three part power learning series. We will send it to your email. Just go to reallifeglobal.com slash pod. That's P-O-D to sign up. Now let's get back to today's podcast lesson. So we talked about the why, which is kind of that core of that process. But the next layer out is the how. How would you describe that how, Ethan, the process? Yeah, the how is exactly what it says. It's how are you going to get there? How are you going to achieve your goal? So it's really like the method that you're using. And I think a lot of learners, they don't have a method or they have that goal, but they're not so clear on how they're going to get there, which makes it really kind of un unrealistic. I think until you really have that really powerful method or even just you're, you're just getting started, you're, you're starting anywhere, you're not really going to be able to get to that dream. It's just going to be a pipe dream. So here at Real Life English, of course, it's important to be really motivated to really cultivate that why, that purpose. But it's important to just get started, as we talked about in the quote, dream big, but start, just just get moving. Because again, like that motion is going to help generate that emotion. So ultimately, your, your, your how, that habit, that behavior is really important to reinforce that purpose. But we talk a lot about lifestyle immersion. So as you're listening to this podcast, while you're walking your dog, while you're washing the dishes or doing whatever you're doing, you're making it natural you're making it convenient you're making it fun so ultimately it's much easier to create a process create a habit when it's integrated into your life in a, in a fun and natural convenient way and also when you're learning with the things that you already enjoy and the things that you normally do so ultimately that's really going to help you make english more and more natural you're going to be living your english which is part in some sense it's, it's the outcome the goal that you want but it's also the purpose it's very connected to the why but it's really important to make it fun, natural, and convenient, but also deliberate. Ethan, what would you say about deliberate practice? Deliberate practice tends to be the thing that kind of like separates the good from the great. So I think, uh, you know, with a lot of athletes, they talk about like the people who really, really shine, who are playing in the Olympics and stuff. They are doing deliberate practice, which means that they're like really getting down into the nitty gritty of what they have to do to take it to the next level, which for them a lot of times maybe is like a fraction of a percentage of improvement, but you know, it kind of like pushes them. And depending where you are in your journey, a lot of times it's already going to be a humongous push just for like making it a part of your life. But maybe if you're kind of feeling like you're stuck in that plateau, you're kind of stuck in this part of your learning where you feel like you're not really advancing, then deliberate practice is exactly what you need because it's going to kind of point out like where are the errors that you're still making and what are the things that you need to do to tweak those, to refine them. So ultimately living your English, you're kind of automating this process. You're, you're doing the easier thing. So listening to this podcast mm -hmm. while you're doing all those things. Um, but maybe you're doing something else. Maybe it's an unconscious process. Maybe it's kind of passive. 
So when you do deliberate practice, you're activating that. You're being very conscious about what you're automating, what you're learning. You're getting that feedback so that ultimately you're, you're constantly taking it to another level. Mm-hmm. And I think here too, that can be like another place where having other people is really important, like having a community, of course, that's really important for like the why. And I think for kind of like the how, it can be really useful if you can manage it to get a teacher, to get like a really good teacher or a coach who knows kind of how to point out, knows how to identify and guide you to kind of do the things that you need to do to go to the next level. So especially if you've gotten to like this kind of intermediate or upper intermediate level and you're wanting to push through to that next level, then you need someone who's already at that level or who has guided other people to that level to kind of like show you the way. So a lot of times it can be kind of difficult to find this how on ourselves and we need to get a little bit of help. Or you could even just, a lot of times doing it by yourself, can you can really give yourself a big boost by just being reflective. Like for example, right now, listening to this podcast, go back to the start, grab a piece of paper, just take notes, reflect as you go along. What comes up? What ideas? Structure your thoughts. Then you have those notes ultimately to return to. This is really huge as you're listening to podcasts, as you're watching videos, as you're watching like our Learning English TV series videos, taking notes, making those into ultimately a process where you can go back and practice and reinforce that. Mm-hmm. And if you have no one to speak to, recording yourself and listening to yourself and actually most people when you speak, you know more than you're actually able to communicate. And so like if you're actually able to do that, you can already do some refinement on your own. Oh, uh, yeah. What comes next after how, Justin? So we went from the why, the motivation to the how, the process, living your English. But the what, and in some sense, it integrates with your, your big why. But, but here at Real Life English, we really believe it's important for you to not just learn and live, but speak English in the real world. So real world fluency is to understand fast speaking natives is to be understood by anyone or to confidently communicate with anyone and is to communicate with people from all around the world to connect to the world and ultimately and become a global citizen totally because i think like the the what for most people is just like i want to be fluent maybe even i want to speak with a native but maybe that's not so pragmatic maybe you haven't actually like reflected on what does it mean to speak like a native or what does it mean what does fluency actually mean uh, what what would you guys say that fluency means for you? Yeah, I think it's definitely a process. Like you can't just say I want to, I want to be completely fluent, or I want to, I want to speak like a native. Like you, obviously you you can get there, um, but what does that actually mean for you? Does it mean that you're going to sound like all the natives um, that you that you listen to? Or does it mean that you're going to sound more like a native, like you're going to get to that level where you're speaking advanced English and you get to that native-like level, um, which again is a huge accomplishment and, uh, you know, a, an amazing achievement um, to actually get there because it's not it's not easy when you're learning um, a language. Um, but definitely for me fluency like being a a Spanish language learner for me fluency is being able to communicate with others I know I make errors but um, you know if I don't communicate with others if I don't try then I'm not going to get better or get to native like level because right now I wouldn't say I speak Spanish like a native Um, but you know I want to keep striving to get there to communicate better to make progress 
and the only way to do that is to is is to keep practicing to keep talking and to not be afraid to make mistakes i think a lot of people at the beginning of their process they think like oh i i won't be happy with my english unless i speak like a native they sort of mistake <laughs> the the ultimate purpose of it they don't realize that they can be perfectly happy if they can just communicate well if they can communicate fluently if they can, if they can be understood by anyone communicate confidently and understand fast speaking natives you don't need to speak exactly like a native of course it's good as this guiding star to, to sort of help motivate you to keep improving keep improving keep improving but really such a small percentage of english learners really very very minusculely small percentage of english learners really get to the point where they speak like a native and i think very small percentage of those or some of those are, are extremely talented and some of those have just worked their asses off they've worked so hard and but for a lot of people maybe that doesn't make sense for you to, to practice like you know eight hours a day or six five hours a day or whatever and do the pronunciation training you need to get to the point where it's like people confuse you for a native yeah sometimes it's even an advantage to not sound like a native because it like makes you more unique it's already a conversation starter like where are you from because i think if you sound exactly like a native there's nothing really so special about you if you're at least if you're going to a country where uh, English is the native language. So it's much more interesting when you have kind of that exoticness to you that you don't speak like everyone else. And that's okay. It's okay that you speak in your own way. I think a lot of times people think a, a really interesting way to, to help them understand what it's like for me as a native to listen to them is to ask them, okay, well, you know, you're from Poland or, or from Brazil. Okay, so what is it like for you when you're communicating with somebody learning your language, do they need to speak perfectly? I want you at home to imagine this right now. So whatever language that you speak, imagine an English speaker or any other language coming to you in your native language and communicating. Do you care if they're perfect? Do you care if they sound like a native? Or do you care if they connect, if they communicate, if they're if they're actually able to create that, that relationship? That's the thing, like 99% of people will just be so happy or so grateful to hear you speaking in your language. Like when when I meet people here in Barcelona that, that want to speak in English that, and they apologize for their English not being so great or not being the level they want to. And I always say to them, no, you're, you're great. You speak English really well. I always encourage them because they're making that effort. And I completely understand them. You know, just because the grammar or the sentence structure is incorrect, I can understand them and I appreciate the fact that they are trying to learn the language and want to. And I think that also spurs me on when speaking Spanish and kind of losing that fear um, is knowing that most of the people that I'm speaking to appreciate the fact that I'm trying and do still understand me. Um, and if I didn't do that, if I was always embarrassed, like I was maybe when I first started learning Spanish, then I wouldn't have uh, built relationships with people because I wouldn't have been able to communicate with them at all. Oh, yeah. So in a big sense, this is ultimately what the what is. It's actually using English in the real world, in the world where there are 2 billion non-native speakers compared to 600 million native speakers. So it's really important to be able to communicate with non-natives, communicate with people from all around the world. There are lots of non-natives communicating amongst each other, speaking English. It's not perfect. And it's really important to connect people, to develop that global identity, to be understood by anyone, 
to speak English confidently, understand fast speaking natives, and to ultimately to become a global citizen. So even though a lot of people think this is this destination, this end goal, it's something that you can start right away. It's something that you can include in your purpose, in your motivation, in your why. Integrate this into your process, your how. Every day, start living your English, integrating it into your life in a fun, natural, convenient, and deliberate way. And your what doesn't need to be like some someday destination. It could be now. You can start doing that now. Mm-hmm. There's a really great quote that I love for language learning that's, there's seven days in a week and someday is not one of them. <laughs> so basically just to wrap up this podcast, we wanted to actually give you guys a couple pieces of, well, a couple of recommendations, a couple of pieces of homework. Uh, the first one, we talked about this exercise with the five whys. So something I highly recommend, I just saw a huge impact with all of my students is that you actually, you could do this right now too. I mean, you could just pause this podcast if you have a piece of paper near you just ask yourself, why am I learning English? And keep asking yourself until you get to something that really lights a fire inside you, that gets you excited. And then write that down, take a picture of it, and put it somewhere where you're going to see it. So like I'd recommend to my students, you know, maybe put it on a sticky note and put it on your, your computer where you work. I actually had one student like take a picture of it with his phone and had it as a screensaver. So do something where you're going to see it every day and it's just going to be constantly there pushing you, motivating you to not give up on your journey. And Justin, what's the other tip that we have for them? Well, I made a, a video on this a few years ago. The quality isn't nearly the same as it is today, but it's teaching some of these principles and it has a worksheet attached to it. So that worksheet will take you through this process, helping you really think, reflect more deeply about why you're learning, so your purpose, how you're learning, your process, and then ultimately your what, your outcomes, your goals. And I think it's just a great way, easy way to go through this, reflect, and then you're going to have that piece of paper to go back to, to, to return to whenever you want to reconnect to that motivation. Yeah. And Justin actually did that. I think it was 2017 for like New Year's. So kind of like <laughs> helping people to get a jump start on their year in 2017, but it's still very relevant for you to have a really great uh, rest of this year. So that's it. Thanks so much for joining us today. It's been a lot of fun talking about this topic with you guys. I'm definitely feeling a little bit more inspired now thinking about my own language learning and everything and wanting to apply this more. And we will see you next week here on the Real Life English Podcast. Oh, yeah. Hey again, I hope you enjoyed today's lesson. Don't be a stranger. You can find all of the notes like vocabulary, links, and more for this lesson on our blog at reallifeglobal.com and connect with us on Instagram at reallife.english for even more fun English recommendations. Do you want to continue your learning and get confident, fluent English? Then I have a couple great recommendations for you. First of all, check out our YouTube channel, Learn English with TV series, where you can have fun learning to understand fast-speaking natives with your favorite movies, series, music, and more without getting lost, without missing the jokes, and without subtitles. 
Second, if you like our podcast, then our real life native immersion course is perfect for you. It is the next best thing to studying abroad in an English speaking country. Try it for free with our three part power learning series. Just go to reallifeglobal.com slash pod to sign up. Finally, if you are enjoying our podcast, then please assist us in helping more people go beyond the classroom and live their English. You can do this by sending a link to this podcast to a friend or by leaving us a five star review wherever you are listening. We might even shout you out on the podcast. Stay healthy and safe, and I look forward to seeing you next week. Aw, yeah.